Bible teaching that emboldens your faith with an unyielding commitment to the transformative power of God's Word. Dive deep into scriptures, uncover profound insights, and find practical applications for your daily life. This is Bold Faith Unleashed with Rev. Rich Rogers. So today we're going to talk about the believer's authority. In Ephesians 1, 16 through 23, Paul writes one of his, what we call the Ephesians prayers. He says, do not cease to give thanks for you, because I'm making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, which he raised from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. That is a fantastic verse. And what he's saying here is, well, first of all, we should not only be praying these prayers for all believers, but you should be praying this for yourself. But I want, and all you got to do is just replace the they with me when you pray. But praying these over anybody will cause them to work. But specifically, I want to do a study on this real quick. So look at verse 21. He says, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this, but is that which is to come. I want you to talk, or I want you to see this word principality and power and dominion. These are, when we break these down in the Greek, they're so powerful, but they kind of give you almost a hierarchy of spirits, if you will. Not only God's, but Satan's. And the, what dominion that everybody has. They're so powerful. We just, we, we kind of graze over some of these verses sometimes. But in Ephesians 6, 12 Paul makes mention of this again. He says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, I'm going to break these down in a future podcast, but right now I want you to look at this. First of all, we may be wrestling against them, but we have authority over them, these principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. These are demons, evil spirits. There again, he says, we wrestle against them, but we have authority over them. We all have the same authority. I don't have any more authority than you do. Your pastor doesn't have any more authority than you do. God is no respecter of persons. We see this in Acts 10.34 and in Romans 2.11. Because therefore, each has been given the same measure of authority. Just like we spoke in 
a previous podcast is we've all been given the same measure of faith. God is no respecter of persons. He gives every believer the same measure of everything. Why does it seem like somebody is more blessed than another or somebody has more faith than another? Is it biblically accurate to say that one believer is more blessed than another? Actually, it isn't. It just appears that way. Why? They've learned to exercise that authority. They've learned to exercise that faith. So who is he blessed? He's blessed us all. We go back all the way into the very first part of Ephesians again. Ephesians 1.3, he said, Blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Us is all believers. So if you're not walking in the authority, if you're not walking in faith, and you don't seem to be as blessed as some other person in your church or some other believer that you know, ask yourself why and start learning how to be a, or how to exercise that authority, how to exercise that faith. We need to know what belongs to us, but that's not enough. We need to act on this authority in faith. Satan does not want Christians to know the authority that they have. He knows that if we have the authority, if we understand that authority, we're going to use it against him. Amen. That's what we need to be doing. So do you want to get to a place in your life where Satan's wiles have no effect on you? Then learn how to walk in the authority that Jesus has given us. John 8.32, he says, You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Well, this is the truth. The truth is is that we have authority over Satan. We have authority over these principalities and powers and dominions. Now, for the rest of today and in some, a couple of future podcasts, I'm going to show you how that's possible and why we have this. So let's start with understanding what this word means. In Luke 10, 19, in the King James Version, it says, Behold, I give unto you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, the word power here is actually, we see it twice. Well, this is not a great translation in the King James. The problem is, is that, and I don't want to get into this too deep, but the 87 translators used simple English words to kind of unpack some hard things in the Greek. Now, there's some other translations. The Amplified does a very good version of really kind of telling you what these words mean. But let me expound on these for you. So, the first word, he said, Behold, I give you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. That word there is the Greek word exousia. It means authority or jurisdiction. The second word, power, where he says over all the power of the enemy, is the word dunamis. It's a different word. That word there is where we get our word dynamite, but in this particular passage, it means the ability to do mighty works. So a better translation might be as I give you the authority over all the power of the enemy and that you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and they will by no means injure you. That's the New Living Translation. I'll give you another translation here in just a moment. So now serpents and scorpions here are figurative. The serpent is a malicious and cunning person, or the devil. A scorpion is someone or something that can pierce you or hurt you or 
kind of wound you in the fight, if you will. See, that's all Satan really wants. He just wants us out of the fight. He doesn't really care about you. Well, he doesn't care about you at all. He just needs you to be out of the fight, either one, by injuring you in spirit or in truth, or number two, to convince you that he doesn't even exist. I actually heard that line in a movie once, is that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world that he didn't exist. And so many people don't believe that. Well, you can't have darkness without light. There is no evil without good. If Satan doesn't exist, and he can get you to think that, then why would there be God? So that's another topic for another podcast. But let's get back to this power and authority. So let's look at the difference between, say, a police officer, say a 190 to 200 pound police officer, and an 80,000 pound semi. Now this semi comes rolling up toward a stoplight. And let's say the stoplight doesn't work, but there is a police officer standing in the middle of that intersection and he puts his hand up and that 80,000 pound semi truck comes to a stop. Now, is this 200 pound police officer more powerful than this 80,000 pound semi truck? Absolutely not. But the semi truck recognizes the authority behind the badge of the police officer and obeys his command. Do you see the difference? We recognize authority, don't we? We understand it. Well, the devil recognizes authority also. So, why does this 80,000 pound powerful semi truck stop? Because of the authority behind the badge. Authority is delegated power. We recognize where his authority is coming from. It's coming from the municipality, if you will, or the government that has authorized him. And we recognize that. Well, Jesus has given that, given that same authority in the spirit. Now, I'm going to continue to break this down for you for the rest of this podcast. But we need to look in Ephesians 6.10. He says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord in the, the power of his might. Who's his? Jesus. Jesus is the one inside of us. We're operating with his power and authority. It was all given to him. Now we have it. The scripture does not say be strong in yourself. It says, or in your own strength, but in the power of his might. The value of authority depends on the force behind the user. In other words, who gave you the authority? Jesus did. So a better translation of all this might be the New King James Version. It says, Behold, I, Jesus, gives you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's what we need to know. We need to get excited about this. For God is the one behind the authority. The creator of the universe is giving us authority over Satan's power. Why? Because Jesus, when he died, he went to hell, took the authority back, because the authority originally was given to Adam. Adam gave it away at the, the tree, if you will, and Satan had that authority for 2,000 years. Well probably actually 3,000 years. However, Jesus went, took it back, overcame death, hell, and the grave, 
and has the authority. Because what did it say in the original part of this verse? He has been given authority and seated at the right hand of the Father. That is the place of authority. Kenneth Hagin once said, The believer that is thoroughly conscious of the divine power behind him and his own authority can face the enemy without fear and without hesitancy. That's where we need to be. Amen. Now, continue on with the study is in 1 John 4, 4, he says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. Now, who are the them that he's speaking of? Well, in the first three verses of that, and for time I'm not going to read them, he's referring to evil spirits. But notice he doesn't say you're going to overcome them. He says you have overcome them. It's done. It's already done. So not only is greater he is who, who is in me, but he who is in me, Jesus, has already overcome them. I hope this is getting you excited. We need to know not only who you are in Christ, but to learn what authority that we have. Anything that comes against us, we have authority. Don't be in fear. Be in faith. We need to get excited about this. So in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Now you go. He's command- he gave us the authority right then. How do we know all authority was given to him? Well, there again, Ephesians 1.20, which he worked in Christ, which he raised from the dead, and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places. That's the position of authority, the right hand of God. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6, he says, Even when we were dead in trespasses, we were made alive together with Christ by grace. That's how we're saved. But he raised, we were raised up together, made to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It says right here that I have the authority because since Jesus is in me, I'm sitting at the right hand of God also. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Where did he put authority? Everything was under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Now, let's take a look at something here. Can the head do anything without the body? Can your head do anything without your body? The head cannot be effective without the body doing what the head tells the body to do. Well, Jesus is the head of the church. We're the body. We need to be doing what Jesus told us to do. We are the ones. You know, there's a really good song out there called The Motions. I wish I could remember, honestly, who wrote it. But it says, I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to do anything without you. I need to do everything with you. Why don't you do something? I did. I created you. Praise the Lord. I might have actually combined two two songs there, but that's the point. The point is, is that the head can't do anything without the body. We're the body. Jesus is the head. We need to be doing what he told us to do. And he told us to take up this authority and trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. But we're not doing it. We need to stop telling God about our problems and start telling our problems about our God. Amen. 
Now, what did he tell the body to do? Matthew 28, 19 and 20, to continue on in that verse, he says, I have all the authority. Now you go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now, we have the authority. We are the victors. We need to stop acting like victims and start acting like victors. The head and the body are not separate. They're always one. So let's look at this one more time. Ephesians 1, 20-23. Which he worked in Christ, which he raised him from the dead, and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but is the one that's to come. Then he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, to which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So if Christ has been raised from the dead, and we've been raised from the dead, and he gave all things to the church, which is his body, we have the authority. Amen. Praise the Lord. When Christians finally get to the point where we are in Christ and Christ's body, then we will rise up, do the works of Christ that he has called us to do, and walk in the authority that we have. For as one body is one and has many members, all the members of that one body being many are one body also in Christ. That is 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Right here, he is calling the church. Christ is calling us. Do the work that I've told you to do. 1 Corinthians 12, 27, he said, you are the body of Christ, the members individually. 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness, and what accord has Christ with Belial, which is the devil, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? We are joined together with Christ, together. We have been raised with Christ, joined together with Christ, joined heirs with Jesus. This verse tells us that we are one spirit. Why am I hammering on this verse? In this idea is because we need to get it down inside of us that it's it's it is about us, but it's not about us. It's about Christ. He's the one in us. He's the one that was has the authority. He gave it to us. Why am I so passionate about this? Because I see so many Christians walking around defeated, walking around in defeat, begging God to do something about a situation when in all reality he can't. He gave us the authority. Jesus isn't going to go back on his word. God doesn't go back on his word. Once the authority has been given, the person that has it is the one that has to do something about it. So when you have something going on in your life, in the name of Jesus, in faith, you have to take authority over that. And that's honestly all the harder that it is. I take authority over this situation in the name of Jesus. It's under my feet. It's done. Amen. Learn to walk in the authority of the believer. Learn to walk in faith, and you will overcome. Jesus said that we would, and he's expecting us to do this. So in the name of Jesus, 
take your authority in faith and overcome whatever situation is going on in your life. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bold Faith Unleashed with Reverend Rich Rogers. We invite you to join us on an inspiring journey that transcends boundaries as we explore the uncharted territories of faith, unlocking the potential of miraculous transformations and a life lived with purpose and courage. By partnering with Bold Faith Ministries, you become an integral part of a ministry that is committed to spreading the life-changing truths of the Bible. Your financial contribution helps us produce high-quality episodes, enhance our reach, and invest in resources and technologies that enable us to connect with more individuals seeking spiritual growth and guidance. With your support, we can expand our impact, reaching people in every corner of the world with the transformative message of faith. To find out more about Bold Faith Ministries and how you can partner with us, go to boldfaithministries.com.